uh, just give a, a sh show of hands who wasn't here last night. Raise your hand. Okay. Uh, just a, a, we're going to do a quick review and, um, and then have you guys do an activity so don't get too comfortable. But we covered last night really an introduction to uh, the three stages of relationships. Remember we talked about romance, disillusionment, and the commitment. And then we talked about some of the purposes of marriage as we described them and went through them. And then we ended uh, our session last night talking about some of the funny differences between men and women. And then left you with um, marriage builders or a test. You know, I didn't want to use that word, but it's, it's a personality test that most of you, except for a few people, had a chance to take home with you. And so um, those of you who were not here last night, uh, you can kind of do a shortcut and look at the this is a small four-pane portion of the test that you got in your packet, and you can just kind of do a good guess as to which one you are, okay? And remember the sort of the overarching theme that we're going for here is to stop making each other wrong for being different, and that God made men and women different, but equal. And so, so many of the things that I talked about last night about in the garden, as Adam and Eve were in the garden, and after the fall, one of the first things they did was cover up their differences. Remember that? And that, that's something that we tend to attack each other for. We attack each other for being different. And when that happens, it's usually because we're thinking about them the way we would think about a situation, and we often in, wrongly interpret their behavior to somehow be <clears throat> offensive intentionally, right? Does that make sense? And so we have to get out of self, right? And God wants us to get out of self and to be able to understand where someone else is. So this morning, we're going to add to that a new piece. So first thing we're going to do is have you guys, you want to take over? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I just learned what my boundary is with the microphone. So sorry about the, the dinging last night. I got it. So I'm going to stay right here. Um, so what we want to do is we want to we'll split you up, and I want to see, if you didn't take the test, if you didn't score, it's okay. You probably know who you are. This is the name of the four personalities. There's the powerful choleric, okay, powerful choleric. So if you're a powerful, strong, that's probably who you are, the choleric. There's the peaceful phlegmatic, they're kind of laid back. We've got our popular sanguine, they're the life of the party, they're the fun people. And then we've got our perfect melancholies. Those are the people that like to do it right. They follow the rules. So if you, don't know, if you didn't take the test and score your test, you can still play along. So what I want you to do is put everything down on your tables, leave it there. And I want to see who our clerics are in the room. Raise your hand. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to stand up and come over here in this corner. And just stand in the group and... And notice no hesitation on the leaders. Not alone. <laughs> Look how much they like each other. Isn't that There's a funny? lot of y'all. They're all like hanging out. Uh-huh. That's a little weird. All right. So our next uh, personality I want to see is our melancholies, our perfect melancholies <clears throat> in the room. Raise your hand. And y'all come and stand on the other side. The mel perfect melancholy. Perfect melancholy. All you guys who like to do it the right way all the time, every time. No, sh there's no shaking in it at all. 
You guys over there. All right, our third group are our popular sanguines. They're our jokesters, they're fun. Life of the party. Y'all come stand right here. There you go. And our last group are our phlegmatics. This is our easygoing folks, our peacemakers, and we want you to come stand here. Yeah, these are the guys who don't want to get out of their chairs. They're like me. You're my kind of people. Y'all come stand right over here. Just get together. <clears throat> Pick one that you like the best. Okay. So notice we got three, four groups, okay? Notice the sanguines, those social people, they keep talking even though I'm talking, right? Notice that. <laughs> notice the Lake Max, which are my people, they're kind of confused and they're not quite sure they want to do any of it, right? Melancholy people, they're like wanting to make sure they're standing in the right place, right? And the leaders are upset that they got picked first because they've got to wait on the rest of us. All right, so here are the instructions. You guys are now grouped into four, right? Four groups. And there is an instruction for each group. So you're now going to be a team. Say team. team. So you get four different teams. And here are the instructions for your team. The task is to pick a leader. The only instruction you get... Wait a minute. It's the sanguines. Yeah, they keep talking. You see it. Shame on those people, right? Right? It's a joke. I'm the joke box. Carefully pick a leader. Carefully. The melancholy's just getting all, ugh. Carefully, oh. Carefully pick your leader. You have five minutes. Once you're done, the leader will then raise their hand. And not until five minutes, you'll be penalized if you're early, <laughs> melancholies. Five minutes, pick a leader. Once you've picked your leader, at the end of five minutes, let me know who your leader is. Go. It's has gone. Is it possible? Is it possible to get a third mic to go to the groups? Is that possible? If it's possible. Hmm. 
Okay, this is a team project, all right? It should include all people. All people are special. So make sure you include all your team players. Stick with your group you're already in. Okay. Since we're about to end. <clears throat> All right. All right, leaders. So tell me who you are. Raise your hand if you're the leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see if we can do something about uh, the mic, leaders. <clears throat> so 
We got a leader? Do we actually have a leader? Okay, hold on. You got a leader over here? This is uh, Sanguis, right? Life of the party. You got a leader? Uh huh. He must be the funnest one. Okay, over here? Jealous. Okay. This is, uh, this is our phlegmatic team. Nobody, notice they're very quiet and compliant. And they're waiting for somebody else to do the job. That's good. I'm like them. I love them. A leader here. David's the leader there. Okay. So look, I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions, and I'll have to bring the mic for you to answer. The questions for each of your group, and I will go one group at a time, so I want all the other groups to be listening as they answer. How did you pick your leader? Huh? Well, we don't know the answer yet. We want to know, guys. Leaders don't really care if they, anybody else knows what they're up to. Do you want me to answer now? Yes. Okay, I just didn't know if you wanted to think about it. Yeah, how did the group decide on the leader? They pick you. So humble, the leader. So humble. It's just an amazing leader right there. Okay. Yeah, it's all weak. It's all on the weak side. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people gonna knock you off. Okay, sanguines, y'all chill out. Oh, y'all are being really good, by the way. That's really nice. It's because I'm so close to you. Yeah, holding it all in. Okay. The second question is: Was it difficult or easy to pick a leader? Couple of sanguines over in the corner. No, that's like, that's, that's still trying to figure. They're detailed. They're trying to figure the details. Trying to get it right because if you want to be last, so they get it right. Perfect. Okay. Was it easy or hard to pick a leader? What made it easy? <laughs> You're in church. <laughs> yeah. You just. You knew the right questions to ask. Okay. Was it a fast decision or a slow decision? Yeah, y'all didn't need the five minutes, did you? The, the melancholies need like a half a day. Okay. <clears throat> Let's go to the next group. Huh? You guys can go sit. All right. Y'all still listen now. Y'all are not off the hook. Yeah, well, the Lord wants you to learn patience, I guess. <laughs> huh? All right, so you picked a leader. How did you pick your leader? <laughs> Default. Uh huh. Was it because y'all were more. Y'all picked him, but why did y'all just do it so quick? See how they see how they're not they're interrupting me? You see those social people? When you get around social people, you might as well just shut up. Because if you can be a part of the party, it's gotta be about their party, not yours, right? And that's it. See, they, they, they don't even feel guilty about this. Yeah, but you asked all of us. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Specific. yeah. All right, so was it hard or easy to come to your decision? What made it easy? Did it have anything to do with you? I'd rather just get on to something more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So notice that, that was, that's sort of what happened with you guys, all right? Just everybody be noticing this, right? You guys did a great job. Have a seat. Have fun on the way while you walk. Watch how they have fun even while they're walking around. They're even clapping for themselves. Isn't that funny? They're so cute. Right. Right. And all the flake max are like, you know, ugh. so obnoxious, right? But most of our best friends are, flake, are, are sanguins, by the way. Don't you know that? Okay, so this is the phlegmatics. By the way, let me just make a little, as we're in the middle of our four groups, let me talk about this, these terms, all right? And the melancholies are still trying to figure the details out. You hear that? <clears throat> so, these four types, this melancholy, what is all these words? Well, this lady Florence Wittower, Littower, she developed this whole concept, Pastor Bubba, and I want you to pay attention. Sent Mr. Have laugh at the party. See, he just still doesn't care. <laughs> These four terms really don't mean anything, all right? It's just that she gave honor to the, the developer, Hippocrates, who, do, who thought, he was an, a doctor, he thought that the four fluids in the body had to do with the personalities, okay? So just so you know what these terms mean, they really don't mean anything other than this guy thought that the fluids in their bodies happened to be this. So, but the key is the, the first word. The popular sanguines, right? Popular. Life of the party, we need them. So phlegmatics, question for you guys. How did you decide who the leader was? And who's the leader again? I can't can't tell. They're all hiding. There you go. So how did the group decide upon a leader? Uh, So you weren't, like, excited about it, were you? It's like, I'll do it okay. Like more like okay, I have to kind of stuff, right? All right, so phlegmatics, and I'm one of them. Like I'm, I'm not naturally a leader. I'm, I'm normally like you guys, hiding somewhere. <laughs> like don't pick me, right? And so to do what I'm doing today is really strange for me. Okay, you may not look it, but it is. So what was it hard or easy to do this? Uh huh. So look, so the, the peaceful phlegmatics, they try to make everything easy. Okay, so was it hard or easy? It was like easy, right? Notice how they're like doing like this? Notice how they're moving like this? It's because they want to find a chair. You see that? Okay, these are the ways God's made us. Isn't that neat? And they're soothing each other, I think, because they don't like the attention. Like, these guys are jealous because they, they wish they were up there the whole time. All right? Give you guys a hand. Y'all did a great job. <clears throat> That's true. I didn't clap for the clerics, actually. I'm sorry, guys. Y'all were the best. Clerics, y'all were the best. That's not true, but I'm just telling you because you like to see it, hear it. And our last group, who's the leader, David? Okay, and you guys are the perfect melancholy. It's interesting, God, I'm telling you, God is in the details. I'm not kidding you, okay? It's not a coincidence that the folks who needed the most time to get it perfect went last because they needed the extra 10 minutes. So, David, how did you guys decide upon a leader? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how you decided. No, that's how most of us. That's well, how most of the women 
Oh, yes, yes. There's that gender issue going on because y'all had to deal with So the women were thinking, who's the oldest guy in the room? Okay, and, and you looked apparently looked the oldest, David. He stood in the middle and said, you be it or you said, well, since you're picking and making a decision. Oh, 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 so you can point the finger. I'm going to point it right back at you, buddy. Okay, yeah. Okay, so... So anybody else, it, was, it looked like everybody had their own little methods, though. Like, there's a little group over here. Like, it's like y'all were sort of splintering off a little bit, you know. And again, remember, it's part of God, the way God wired them. It's why he doesn't allow for just one personality to, to exist on the planet, right? It would cause problems. So, so can you guys talk a little bit more about what happened as a group as you were supposed to work all together to get a, get a decision on a leader. What else happened besides what you've already told me? And See, they don't want to get it wrong, so they're hesitating. You notice that? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Melancholies tend to be introverted. They tend to be a little more reserved, not as outgoing. The phlegmatics, the laid-back people in them actually happen to be both introverted types of people. All right? That's how we are. So that was going on, sort of hiding out a little bit. What was going on over here, girls? Can you guys, and gentlemen over here, can you guys tell me kind of what was going on with you guys, that how y'all ended up over here and not maybe over here? Dominating people, right. He, he was pointed at, but there was a domination thing that you saw also, is what your perspective was anyway. Okay, so... Notice, also, notice we tend to get triggered, too. We kind of get, sometimes we get triggered and in, in emotional. Sort of weird things sort of happen inside of us when we get told to do something. Grouped into groups of people, some we don't know, some we do know. And, and some of our personalities start to have to sort of work their way out of the situation, too. Okay? Um, was it easy or hard? Perfect melancholies. Easy or hard? Easy. What made it Easy. Who's the leader? David, come on. You can speak up here, buddy. I'll let you dominate me. Which made it easy. I yeah. figured there was no backing out. Everybody was pointing at me, so. Okay. There we go. I was waiting for that. Waiting. Waiting for the, Some of y'all want the time, but some of you were, were... Okay. Great job. Give yourselves a hand. Have a seat. Um, what I want to point out before we ever start is that Jesus was all four and in perfect harmony with all four. I mean, if you think about he was powerful, he was peaceful, he was popular, and he was perfect. So Jesus was the perfect picture of all four personalities when he walked the earth. And really, our goal is to understand each other even more and become more uh, balanced in all four personalities, not to be quite so sanguine or quite so choleric, um, that we're clashing with people, but um, that we would um, balance um, more. And the healthier we get and the more we understand each other. And you probably saw that. You saw that when you took your test, and you see that in your own personality. There's some really strong cholerics in the group, but then you're not quite as strong as that. Maybe you're a little bit more fun, too. So you're maybe a choleric sanguine. Uh, my personality is a melancholy predominantly and 
a choleric as a secondary. But I can be kind of fun. And I was talking to Jennifer. I lead women's groups. And in those groups, just the way the groups are designed, I have to be very phlegmatic because you're not fixing anybody. So it's just kind of interesting that the roles that we play, we can pick up some of these different personalities and make them work for what we need. So we want to go through very quickly the four personalities and just point out some things that aren't on your test. What I'm going to ask you to do is pay attention to all four because there's people in your life that if you understand these things about them, it's easier and to deal with them. But particularly pay attention to your spouse's personality and your own because that's why we're here is to uh, really understand each other better. So the first personality we want to talk about is our clerics, our powerful clerics. Their motto is, let's do it my way. Okay, so we hear a lot of control. They like to be in control. They're the leaders of our, of our uh, world. They're the, the drivers. They're ambitious. Um, they, they're the visionaries of our world, okay? Their desire is to have control and their emotional needs. And this is important. This is what I want you as the spouse to get if you're married to a cleric. This is their emotional, this is what they need from you. Okay? is to be appreciated for all their achievements. They want to hear the thank yous and uh, uh, the awesome attaboys and girls. So they want to be appreciated. They need to be in leadership. They like the leadership role. It's comfortable for them. Uh, they like a sense of control, and they need loyalty. So those are their emotional needs. And I'll say real quick, what we tend to do is withhold those because naturally we think, they're already getting so much of that because they're on the stage or whatever. We tend to withhold that from them. And we think that we ha- are supposed to withhold it from them to keep them humble. Right. Right? And so, but that's not true. What they are craving in their personality is what they need. That's, that's just what they need. It's how God's made them. So we have to learn to give it even though it feels like we're not supposed to. Make sense? So some of their strengths are their ability to take charge and to make quick decisions. And their weaknesses are that they can sometimes be a little bit too bossy and they can be insensitive. Very insensitive. Um, With the clerics, the task is more important than the people sometimes. So they kind of lose sight. They're not as relational as some of the other personalities. So they're so driven in single tasks sometimes when it comes to the task that they lose sight of the people in the way. Um, They get depressed when life is out of control and people don't do things their way. Their reaction to stress is to tighten control. So when they feel stressed out, they want to have more control. And they work harder. So these are our workaholics in the world, probably, or cholerics. When they're stressed out, they work harder. They don't take a break. They don't go on vacation. They actually work harder. They could improve if they allowed others to make decisions They delegated authority, became more patient, and didn't expect everyone to produce like they do. Amen. And then this was my favorite thing that I pulled out, which was the sex tip. So write this down if you're married to a cleric, okay? Write it down. They like quick, unplanned, frequent sex. Quick. Amen? (laughs) Unplanned. That's important to know because we make each other wrong in the bedroom for certain things. That Jamie's upset over here. He's, he's, he's like the word quick. It doesn't mean like over quickly. It just means like quick to go do it. Yeah. Got to turn it into a man word here. And the first time I actually, when we were learning this, I said they like quick unexplained sex. And Mark thought, 
Oh, that's interesting. Unexplained. <laughs> Unexplained sex. What is that? That was funny. So why do we need them? Because they're our go-getters in the world. They're our visionaries. The clerics are our visionaries. They are driven by ambition. Um, they start programs. They start churches. I mean, Pastor Jacob is a classic cleric for all of you that know him. Driven, I mean, just high energy, visionary. So um, we need clerics in the world for those reasons. So the next one we get to cover is the, uh, the lazy phlegmatic. No, it's the peaceful phlegmatic. That's me. Um, and you can tell these people um, that, well, let me just go through here. Their, their, their motto is, let's do it the easy way. I would call it efficient. It really has to do with the fact that we don't have as much energy as the rest of you do. Okay? It's not that we're lazy. It's just that we don't tend to have the same energy and passion that other personalities have. Okay? You can tell them because they're the people always looking for a chair, okay? In fact, it occurred to me this week as I was preparing that I sit for a living. I'm a counselor, and I sit in a chair all day. I was like, yes. I get to rest and have peace all day. It was not a coincidence that this thing happened for me. Their basic desire is to avoid conflict and keep the peace. They're the peacekeepers of the world. Their emotional needs, and this is, again, what we want you to focus, your attention, is to have peace and relaxation, okay? To have attention and praise, lack stress, respect, and loving motivation. Now, the, what we tend to do with these folks is push them. Get off your butt. You know, I've got a 16-year-old who's a peaceful phlegmatic. He doesn't clean his room. He's... Very, he's so laid back, he has, sometimes has a hard time getting interested in something. Hard to motivate these people, okay, until they find something that they're really interested in. They don't want to be pushed. Our natural tendency is to push them, especially if you are a powerful choleric. You think that because I'm this way, you should be this way. And of those of you who are spouses like this, you think you just need to keep kicking them in the butt to get them to get off the chair. Realize God's made them this way. Okay, but there are strengths and weaknesses. We can't just make excuses for those weaknesses. Their strengths are balance, steady, dry sense of humor, easygoing. But their weaknesses are this, indecisive, lack enthusiasm, and controls through procrastination. We're sort of the passive-aggressive people in the world. You know, we'll like slash your tires in the middle of the night or something. You know, I'm going to get you back, but it's not going to be hard to do it. It's going to be easy. Right? We get depressed when life is too full of conflict. Our reaction to stress is to tune it out. We could improve if we set goals, became self-motivated. And I talked about this getting emotionally attached to some project. When, when somebody who's that personality finally find something that they're really interested in, they'll do fine. And they could improve also if they would face their own problems. See, I'm a counselor. I'm great at dealing with your problems. I'm late. And you come back, you come in my office and tell me the craziest story. And you couldn't tell whether or not, you know, like the world exploded or if somebody told me they had a baby, you know. Like, okay, well, all right, okay. That's a benefit. That's the strength that I have. But I have to be able to work on those weaknesses. I, tend to, I do tend to be lazy. 
okay? The funny story is when Melissa and I met, I was trying to, you know, we talked about that romantic stage like yesterday. I was washing dishes, you know? Right? I don't wash dishes. When we met, she thought I was the dishwasher. Now, I've learned to wash dishes because, you know, you want to have some of that other stuff going on, right? To be nice to the girl stuff starts to happen. You're like, oh, yeah, that thing. I better go wash some dishes because it's almost midnight. You know? I mean, okay. Sex tip. These people like it to be special. They like it to be uh, like, you know, holidays, special occasions, and actually not as frequent as the rest of them. It's just all, even guys, and I'm one of those guys, I, I, I'm not one of these got to have it like the clerics. they got to have it like every two days, every day and a half or something. I'm, I'm okay, you know, spreading it out a little bit. So some of you ladies are married to these guys, and you all get insecure because you think, how come he doesn't want me as much as you think he should, right? Make sense? All right, so our perfect melancholies realize that they're, they need order and understanding. Their motto is to let's do it the right way, the right way. These are our people that need to learn to bend and not break in half when things don't go their way. Uh, we're on vacation, and the car's not packed quite right, and our oldest, Elena, is uh, 10. And, I mean, she's just about to snap in half. She's so melancholy. I'm like, baby, we got to – I'm melancholy too. And so I've had to learn to bend, so I'm trying to teach her how to bend because she just about snaps in half when things are not quite right. So um, they have to have it right. That's their desire. Their emotional needs is a sense of stability, um, sensitivity. They want you to be sensitive to their needs. Support when they're down. They need space and they need silence. Um, melancholies tend to withdraw when conflicts happen. So these are the people that kind of go into their cave a little bit more. They're not as, uh, they don't come at you so much. They withdraw and pull back. Key strengths, their ability to organize. I'm a list person. Melancholies in the room, are y'all list people? Got to make a list. And if it's not on your list and you're going to do it, you put it on the list so you can check it off. Right? It's madness. It's like, I call that the madness of me. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, we have high standards. Um, I know personally, like if I'm supposed to, at the gym, if I'm supposed to do on the workout of the day, if it's 20 push-ups and I'm tired at 18 and so I skip them, nobody knows, it's just me, I have to go back and do the last two push-ups at the end of the workout. I mean, nobody knows but me, but I know. And so I have to, I got to finish it because I have to do it right. We analyze deeply, and they say we're good with money. Uh, that's not one of my strengths, but that's maybe some of y'all's. Key weakness, easily depressed. They spend too much time prepping. They can be too focused on the details. They remember the negatives, and they're suspicious of others. Uh, melancholics can be very critical of themselves as well as others. And you see that in, their, in this, the un, uh, weaknesses on the page. It says they're unforgiving, and, and all of that plays into just being critical of ourselves and others. We get depressed when life is out of order and standards are not met. Uh, I don't know about the rest of you melancholies, but if I'm going pray in the morning and I sit at my kitchen table, if there's dishes in the sink, I cannot pray. It's maddening. I have to wash the dishes first. They ha it, has, it has to be empty. Uh, reaction distress is that we withdraw and we give up. Uh, when we start to feel overwhelmed, we just throw it up. 
They could improve if they didn't take life so seriously and they didn't insist on others being perfect. Say that one again. I wasn't. I was reading. I was couldn't hear you. I was reading. I was deaf. They could improve if they didn't take life so seriously yeah. and they didn't insist on others being perfect. And the sex tips for our melancholies is that if you're married to a melancholy, because we already know what we like, but you need to know what we like, which is <laughs> we like romantic sex with candles, flowers, music to set the mood, and they need time to prepare. So if you're married to a choleric who likes unplanned sex, y'all got to really have to work that out. Yeah. Y'all have problems. Which means See every me. now and then, See me. ladies, gentlemen, you just got to have unplanned, unprepared sex and make your person happy. Okay? That's really good. Now, by the way, Melissa does not expect me to be perfect. I was getting y'all's attention when I said that, okay? And then I wanted to show my, uh, my baby girl's picture up here, Zach, if he's up there. I, had I a want to say I one more thing show. real quick about the melancholies is that, you know, we talk about why do we need them in the world, and, you know, God's a God of order, and God is all about details. If you've had any crisis in your life and you've seen God in the details, and so God's really very melancholy, and I'm convinced probably his strongest personality. But, <laughs> but um, he is a God of he, details and order, and, but, so, yeah. and that's what our melancholies bring to the world. Yeah, but he named day seven after phlegmatic, <laughs> the day of rest, right? <laughs> okay, and the last one we're going to talk about is uh, the sanguine. Okay, remember these words just are in honor of the guy who developed the original concept. So don't go looking for definitions of those things. Popular sanguine, this picture of my daughter gives a great illustration of, of a typical popular sanguine. She has never met a stranger in her life. This is Evan Audrey. She's five. She's our last, our caboose. God's blessing for us because she's fun. One of my fears as I got older, you remember last night, I was a bachelor at 30 when we married, so I'm an late bloomer in a lot of ways, is having children late in life. Well, she's going to ensure that I have a lot of fun <laughs> all the way to the end, okay? So these are the popular sanguines. Their motto is, let's do it the fun way. They will not do anything unless it's fun. I mean, I told you guys, as they were walking to the chair, watch, they're going to have fun on the way to the chair. We just want to get to the chair these peaceful phlegmatics do. Realize they need fun and adventure, that's what life is for them, is a fun, adventurous thing. If you're married to a melancholy if you're the, and you're the popular sanguine, you guys are going to have some conflicts because you're going to have a serious personality and somebody who's going to want to have fun, and you're going to really make each other wrong for these things because it's going to rub you in a certain way around these preferences that we both have, right? Anybody can attest to that? Their desire is to have fun. I keep saying the word fun. The key here is emotional needs. This is where we want to focus most of your attention this weekend on this part, is about keying in to the emotional needs of each of these personalities. Again, I've said before, our tendency is to not do them. It's like, we, it's like we think that if I withhold this from you, it'll teach you how to be more like me, right? So if I don't praise the powerful cleric as much, he'll learn humility, Right. If I if I if I push the sang, if I push the powerful phlegmatic, the, the peaceful phlegmatic, he'll get motivated. Right. So we tend to want to make somebody become something that they're not, based on what we would do for ourselves. Does that make sense to you? The emotional need, attention, approval, acceptance. Well, with the sanguine, those popular people, we're thinking they're getting enough attention already. 
You need more? I need to say good job more? You're getting it all the time. <clears throat> Approval and acceptance. These will cause these people to actually be more motivated to give you your emotional needs. It will energize them. You don't want to become enemies with your spouse. The strengths, ability to talk about anything, anytime, any place, with anywhere. I mean, these are the people who come up to you in the grocery line and start a conversation. <laughs> and if you're the peaceful phlegmatic, you're just hoping you're not in the long line. You want to go make, <laughs> get back to your car so you can sit down again. But that's what God has made them. Weaknesses here, disorganized, zero details, exaggerates. God would call that lying. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. And they're really not serious. If you've ever seen Robin Williams on, on uh, TV, the man is never serious. Maybe in a couple of movies he's been making, but you could never, early in his years, you could never see the guy serious on, on any TV show, ever. He was never serious. The sex tip here for these people, know that they want it to be spontaneous, creative, and bottom line fun. Right? All right, so give yourselves all a big hand for participating again. So each of us brings strengths and weaknesses to our marriages. And oftentimes we married, uh, we, we fell in love with our spouse's strength, but we married their weakness. Because remember that thing yesterday we talked about how we complement, we finish each other. We, so a lot of times one of my strengths that I bring to the table for Mark was something that he lacked. Okay, um, Your weaknesses are the things that you work on, though. And we want to really make that very clear. Just because the weakness in my personality doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it something that's, well, that's just okay. That's just how I am. And we just blow it off and we never work on it. That's not, that's not God's design. Um, my weaknesses, one of the weaknesses of a melancholy is to be unforgiving. And I remember reading that and thinking, ugh, yuck. Like, um, no, I don't want that. And so I work on that. And the, my life situations and the things that have happened in my life that have made me melancholy, besides being hardwired that way, our personalities are designed by nurture and the things, the experiences we've had. And so because of the things that have happened in my life, I tend to be more unforgiving, but it's because it's a guard and I keep people at a distance. And so that's something I really work on and look at and purpose to not do so that it's not a weakness that controls me. So your weaknesses shouldn't control you. There's something to keep working on. Um, and, but also at the same time, your spouse knowing each other's weaknesses gives you grace and understanding to just accept each other where they are, encouraging each other to work on those things. Okay. So what we're going to ask you to do, uh, we're at break time right now. Before you walk out and get something to drink and go to the bathroom for break, I want you to turn over on the back of your sheet on the test that you took, and there's the four big pains. I want you to just very quickly on the back, where it's the whole backside, I want you to take your own inventory. Look at your own personality, and I want you to check off all the strengths and all the weaknesses that you can say without a doubt, oh, yeah, that's me. We don't carry all of them um, in full, and, and like I said, we're a combination. I'm a melancholy choleric, so I can see both, but I want you to look at your dominant personality and just check off when you look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's me. I can't deny that one. And just check off all the ones that really say, yes, that's me, strengths and weaknesses. And then after you do that, take a bathroom break, and uh, we'll come back. <laughs> 